0: Welcome back to the Mindset Entrepreneur Video Podcast. Glad to have you all with us today. I'm here with my very special guest, Bobby Carlton, parallel entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, Bobby, I just have to tell I've known Bobby for many years, and I have to tell you, I, I aspire, I have real hopes to see you on Shark Tank someday, Bobby. I mean, it's got to be. You're such an innovator and such a, you, you fit the characteristics of an entrepreneur to T. So thank you so much for joining.
1: Pitching or as a shark?
0: Wow! See, folks, doesn't that say it all right there? That question says it all. Frankly, I could see both. Oh, okay. I could see both. I see you have both having it in you. So, Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to talk about the uh, three uh, companies you started, but before we get into that, you're the first guest we've ever had on the show who has spoken at the UN, and I, I have to, I am, I feel like I need your autograph. So. Um, I know that was pretty recent for you. Tell us about that experience, why you were asked, what you spoke about, and what it was like.
1: So I was actually asked uh, there because um, they were looking for somebody to speak on the topics that I speak about. But when I tell people what actual event it was at the UN, I get a lot of very puzzled looks. So it was an SDG future finance event. Hmm. And SDGs are the sustainable development goals for the UN. These are the goals that they have about solving world issues like hunger and poverty and equality, which is the one that I address. So that's SDG number five, which is gender equality. And they were doing a conference on future finance, which is code for blockchain. And that's something I know very little about. But I was there addressing the lack of women in blockchain and the lack of women at events about blockchain.
0: Was it amazing?
1: It was amazing. Uh, Picture me on a panel. I could. Okay. The woman next to me is introducing herself. Uh, and uh, I'm listening, kind of half listening, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden she says, and basically that makes me the face of the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's great. Okay. That's great. So, yeah, that was exciting.
0: So, just for curiosity, I mean, when you were asked to do that, was this kind of one of the milestone moments in your career? I mean, that's pretty special. To the UN. Yeah, I would think so. (laughs) I would think so. Well, congratulations for that. That's pretty outstanding. So, Bobby, you know, one of the things that if someone asked me about you and I was to describe you, one of the things that I think is pretty amazing about you, truly, is you're really great at inspiring people and getting people to, not in a selfish way, to, to buy into your vision and your ideas, not selfishly, but They just know you know what you're doing, you have a strategy, you have a process, you have a plan. Has that been a natural skill for you? I mean, have you always been able to do that, or how did
1: you kind of develop that? (laughs) No. And a lot of it, I think, uh, is something that I've developed over the last 10 years. Uh, Part of it is because I have to. You know, you have to get people to go with you when you're going to go on a mission. And a lot of the stuff that I do requires a community. So I have to think all the time about how all the members of the community benefit. Everybody has to win.
0: So you were sharing with me before the show, I was asking you, you started Carlton PR initially, and I was asking you kind of how that evolved, and you started talked about your career in radio. If you could kind of share with <laughs> our audience how, how that all kind of evolved.
1: How this all happened. I. Uh, Early on in my career, I was in journalism. I worked in the radio industry. as I was working in the radio industry and radio news, often, I was dealing with the press secretaries or the PR people. Uh, I was covering the Albany area in upstate New York and talking to people that seemed to know what was going on and I kept having to draw out of them information. you know they had the information that I wanted. And there was a point in my life where I said, well, it would be a heck of a lot easier if I cut out the middleman and just went right to being in PR. (laughs) So
0: when we talk about PR, I think PR is such a broad term, right? There's so many aspects of PR. So is at Carlton PR is there a ni- specific niche is there a certain type of company that's a good fit? What is it that you understand and do related to PR that perhaps others don't?
1: <laughs> well, first off, the whole company name is Carlton PR and Marketing. Okay. And we are very broad-based. A lot of people will come to our door because they know me and they know my background and they'll say, "We need PR." And I'll like, "Do you really need PR or do you think you need PR?" And we will step back into their company goals, their business goals, and their marketing goals and determine if they truly need PR or they need something a little more broad-based. Okay. Because public relations is literally just part of the whole marketing process. Hmm. And there's a lot that goes into marketing these days. So we probably do a very small portion of our work actually in public relations and a larger portion in content creation, social media, uh, marketing programs, pay-per-click, search engine optimization, search engine uh, management. So there's a lot that we do that's very broad-based and I would say our biggest claim to fame or maybe the secret sauce is We are there working on our clients' behalf no matter what type of marketing they need. And often they don't need marketing. What they need is general business help. Hmm. So because we've worked in the industry for so long and so many different industries, we can help them at a very broad level. And uh, a lot of the work that we do is specifically with startups and small companies, need to be able to cost-effectively get their message out, and we're really good at that.
0: Yeah, and that's a perfect segue. So shortly after you started Carlton PR and Marketing, <laughs> you uh, you launched uh, what was Mass Innovation Nights at yep. the time, correct? But it's now Innovation Nights is the correct name, so correct? So the
1: local version the local is version. Mass Innovation Nights.
0: Okay. And so what was the... Clearly, you're someone who aspires to help people, but what was the ultimate goal of Innovation (laughs) Nights when you first started, and has it evolved at all?
1: Absolutely, it's evolved. Uh, When I first started, it was a way to experiment with social media and not experiment on a client. They tend to frown on that. I had to know what I was doing, and at the time, nobody really knew what they were doing in social media. It was a toy. It was something that the kids did. And yet I looked at it and said, that is so interesting, number one. And number two, it's so powerful. So Mass Innovation Nights really started as a way for me to be able to experiment, to have a sandbox to play in. It also had a secondary purpose. I was on the board of the Charles River Museum of Industry and Innovation in Waltham, and they needed foot traffic. They needed new donors. They needed new audiences. So they used to do these things called innovation days where they would bring in people with typewriters and printing presses and innovation of yesteryear. And uh, that was a place for people to check out what used to be considered innovation. And in my head, I'm like, one iPhone app, one medical device, and we've got a whole new audience. These are the people that we need to reach and show them this great museum. And so I thought to myself, well, if they're doing Innovation Days, I can do Innovation Nights. And uh, a concept was born.
0: Okay, but I'm not letting you get away with that. (laughs) Because Bobby is being very humble right there. And yes, I would agree, and who am I to disagree, but that that was your motivations. But you're leaving out a very humble piece of the motivation, which was... You were really trying to find a platform or offer a platform to entrepreneurs to showcase who they are, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. The first event, we had 10 companies that came in. And by the way, the first time I put out the word, I want I want 10 companies who want to launch new products. And one of the first companies to raise their hand was IBM.
0: Oh, so cool. I'm
1: like, wait a minute. I thought I was going to be doing this for startups. But as I thought about it, it was perfect. It was at that product launch moment for the company. So it meant I wasn't responsible for always launching new products. And if you're a startup, wouldn't it be awesome to spend a couple hours sitting next to IBM at an event? Great partner, great potential customer, good well, thing well, for everybody.
0: Well, Bobby, not only that, but you know I've been to some of these events and the energy is just palpable, I mean, it's, it's not just being around fellow entrepreneurs, it's the audience, it's the people that come to these events and the conversations that you have. I mean, networking doesn't even remotely do it justice because who wouldn't want to be in an environment of thought, uh, innovation, energy, enthusiasm, passion? It's, it's, the, the events are really amazing.
1: We've done a lot to change up the traditional product showcase event. So, number one, I'm actually an introvert. I'm not comfortable in networking events. Hmm. So when I created Innovation Nights, I created it for people like me. And when you come to Innovation Nights, you have a mission. I ask you to help out local entrepreneurs. And introverts like to help other people. So we give them something to do. We give them a program, we give them a mission, go find a cool product that you like and help support it by telling people in your network about it. Use your social media to help others. So everybody who walks through the door has a mission. They have something to do. They have they're not just randomly wandering around hoping to stumble across New connections or new business? Nope, they're helping somebody else. They have something to do.
0: Well, Bobby, you've been—I also know you've really been a mentor for a lot of people and really been a support system for a lot of people. So, you know, like a typical entrepreneur, you know, you—you you grew Carlton PR and marketing. It's thriving. Then you got bored a little bit and said, "Now I'm going to do innovation nights and mass innovation nights to spin off into New England innovation or different New England states." Correct. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now on to my next chapter and challenge. And then came <laughs> Innovation Women. Sure. And um, I know that's taken off. If you could just start out by a little sharing with our audience what Innovation Women's all about.
1: Yep. So because Mass Innovation Nights is being driven by social media, I carry a lot of social media kind of in my pocket. So, you know, when I go to an event, someone else's event... I'm blogging, I'm tweeting, I'm posting pictures and video. So I get a lot of invitations to events. And I would often sit in the audience and I would have the realization that maybe I was in the minority um, you would see up on stage a lot of the same voices, same people, time after time. I I characterize it as the all male, all pale, and often all stale because you're hearing the same people over and over again. Bobby
0: has trademarked that expression <laughs> in case anybody wants to use it. But go ahead.
1: Other people use it too. Okay. It's not not just me, and it's not uh, not something I'm the only person who noticed. There's some great organizations out there that use similar terms, but. I looked at the lack of diversity on stage and said, I can help here. I can make introductions. And so I started making introductions, the people from Mass Innovation Nights, the clients I had, the people I'd met, and very quickly realized that could become its own full-time job. And I realized that I could create a platform where event managers can connect directly with awesome speakers who just happen to be women. And it gives the women the opportunity to get visibility for themselves, their companies, their careers. Maybe they connect with potential customers and partners. And maybe they connect with investors or somebody that's ready to offer them a new job or maybe even get them on a board. And so this is the point, I think, in somebody's career where you can make the biggest difference when they are ready to step up and start talking about the thing that they are the most expert in.
0: So, Bobby, what, what you've really done, first of all, is I, I'm making up an expression. I'm gonna call it three-stop shopping, um, even though it's really one-stop shopping for three purposes. And so, to me, you're using kind of the match.com model of putting, putting two groups together mm-hmm. that need each other, and you're creating the criteria and the selection process and the profile, which is excellent. But it's more than just providing a speaking platform, as you're saying. I mean, you're creating networking opportunities for the women within the organization. You're creating opportunities for education and collaboration within the organization. And, you know, I guess one of the things when you first told me about Innovation Women, how do women, if, 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 you were, if Innovation Women didn't exist, mm-hmm. uh, beyond a website, how do you find a lot of the women who join have been promoting themselves beyond their website?
1: LinkedIn, social media. And proactively,
0: um, though, or more of a casual?
1: Yeah, so, you know, they, they throw the word speaker on their profiles, places. Some of them create their own websites. Uh, there's a lot of, I think, misunderstanding about speaking overall. So, you know, people see speaker and they think about the motivational speakers, The people who get paid to speak. In reality, there are far far more opportunities to speak as a subject matter expert, conferences and events, and the traditional conferences and events, like the, the big technical trade shows and things, actually kind of pale in comparison to the opportunities that are available through this new breed of events. Things like Meetup.com. Did you know there's half a million meetups that happen every month? Wow! Last year, Eventbrite sold more than two uh, tickets to more than two million events. There's this whole speakers paradise out there, where you get tremendous opportunities to promote yourself and your products. Um, In Boston, there's a big data meetup. They have four or five thousand members. They regularly hold events. For 400, 500 people, you know, if you're selling a big data product, or you want a job in a big data company, go and speak at that event. You're going to be speaking to the whole community.
0: So, Bobby, as for let's just take all three companies with some quick summaries for a minute. Let's let's start from the beginning. Carlton PR and Marketing. Yeah. Uh, if I'm if I'm watching this podcast and I'm like. Geez, Bobby seems really dynamic and knowledgeable. I should reach out to her <laughs> and her team. Any what give give the audience, "Hey, you should meet, you should reach out to us if" give them one or two bullets to say, "If you're experiencing this and this, you should reach out to us."
1: You should reach out to Carlton PR Marketing if you need really smart people to help you figure out what you need to do for marketing.
0: Okay, that's simple enough. Yep. Now let's go to Innovation Nights. Now, I would bet there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are out there and go, man, I want to jump on this opportunity.
1: It's a free month-long marketing program. Yeah, but
0: it, but, but <laughs> is it just any entrepreneur? Are there specific product? How do you, how do they? New
1: products. New
0: products. Simple as we're, that.
1: We're pretty loosey-goosey about what's new. Okay, okay. Don't show up with your 15-year-old product, but if you've got something that's new in the last year, yeah, sign up. Or if you've got something that's coming, we have a four or five month um, waiting, waiting list.
0: list. Is there a cost to an entrepreneur to participate? Nope. So totally it's free.
1: Fine. Totally so free. So
0: zero downside.
1: Zero downside. Okay. You don't even have to become one of my clients. Although it's nice. <laughs> By
0: the way, Bobby might be introverted, but she'll make you smile and laugh a lot. Uh, Bobby, as far as Innovation Women, um, is that service free?
1: Innovation Women is free for event managers to come in and find a speaker. So they just sign up for a free account on the website. We charge the speakers $100 a year to be a member. It's coffee money. Yep. But it keeps out people who are not serious about speaking. Yeah, I agree. It makes sure that everybody fills in their profile. They answer the event managers when the event managers reach out to them. They also don't just get invitations through the platform. They get a weekly email from us with over 100 opportunities that they can apply for.
0: Okay. uh, So let's go over website, innovationwomen.com. Dot com. Yep. Innovationnights.com. Dot com. com.
1: CarltonPRmarketing.com. Okay.
0: That That makes it pretty easy, everybody, (laughs) right? So, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having Um, me. Really, really admire so much of what you've done, your spirit and kindness with other human beings, and I think I feel uh, lucky to know you, to be honest with you. Oh,
1: thanks for
0: coming. So thank you for joining (laughs) us for another edition of the Mindset Entrepreneur Video Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Altman, and thanks to The Video Company for producing this wonderful video podcast. Hope you have a wonderful day.